far as are they going to college? Are they not going to college? As far as homeschooling, that is definitely a litmus test how how you're doing. And so there are lots of ways that doubt can creep in and that we get that choice to um, stand on something firmer. Welcome to the Homeschool Journal, a show that unpacks the joys and journeys of the classical homeschool family. Here's your host, Carrie McGraw. Well, friends, today's podcast is going to be very real, very humble, very personal, but also very encouraging. And to do the thing that we want to do today, that, that I want to go over with our homeschoolers today, I have brought a dear friend, Amy McVeigh. I have been so blessed to be introduced to Amy through um, this this process, to be working with Memoria Press. Amy, hello. You're with me now, right? Hello, Carrie. Always awesome to be with you. You know, uh, Amy, you're just one of these people that I, I want I want everyone to hear from. You know, the first podcast you did with me was um, so much about the heart of a homeschooler, and this one is 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 kind of close. But uh-huh. um, I'm going to credit Amy, everybody, with with this because she sent me um, a message. Um, I guess it was nearing the beginning of this past school year, like the fall of 2021, and 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 I read this message and I thought this has to. We have to discuss this. We have to get this out. We have to share this, and so. Through conversations, this this message of Amy's, you know, has we've we've kind of evolved it. Um, we've made it both um, our own, but I know that it's something worthy to share with our homeschoolers. And it's all about, and we're going to call it the life cycle of a homeschooler because yeah. <laughs> this is what we do. So yeah. before we before we go any further, Amy, I want everybody just to reintroduce everybody to you, even though many of them, uh, many of our listeners and, and uh, viewers out there probably know you. Amy um, has been homeschooling for 27 years. She and her husband, Sam, have been married for 32. They have nine children and 20 grandchildren. Of course, number 20 arrives in, when's that, Amy? May. 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 Right. Yes. Yeah. She is still homeschooling um, her fourth grader and her seventh grader. She has a college student, and you have a daughter serving in missions overseas, don't you? That's right. Yeah. I actually have two overseas, but oh. one that's still under my care. Yes. yes. So, so yes, uh, when I'm on that kind of countdown as well, you can say there's there's four that are still directly under the care. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I get it. I really do. Um, so Amy's been using Memoria Press as her curriculum for about nine years. Uh, she started um, her own co-op called Co-op 412. How many years was that, though, Amy? How many years are you into that one? Okay. So I think we are in our... So... So sorry, we're in our sixth year. Um, yeah, it goes by start- fast, doesn't yeah. it? It goes by yeah. so fast. Yeah. yeah. So let's get back to our topic at hand, which I told everyone is going to be honest, real, mm-hmm. but encouraging. And it's all about, again, the life cycle of the homeschooler. So, so Amy and I see the life cycle of a homeschooler in, in, in three ways. There's kind of three big cycles if we wanted to, to boil it down to that. And that mm-hmm. first is that initial call to homeschool. Um, there, there's so much excitement in that beginning stage of homeschooling and, and that can last varying years for, for our families, uh, for me as well. But then you have this second cycle and the second cycle is to, to me about doubt. Um, just right. You just don't know, are you doing the right thing? Are you in the right place? Are you going in the right direction? You know, just questioning everything. 
But that third stage or that third cycle is what I call resolute and fulfilled. You come back to a place where um, you just, you are firm. You are firm in where you're standing. Now, again, Mm. these are cycles, right, Amy? Right, right. So we're going to talk about the three of them. And we're going to end with that resolute and fulfilled and how we get there. Um, so, so let's go to the very beginning, Amy. Let's go. Let's yeah. remember back years ago, years ago. Um, won't tell my age. Um, <laughs> you know, here we are. We've made that decision to homeschool. We're heavy in anticipation. There's so much excitement. Amy, what was that like for you? Like, how did that come about for you? Yeah. Well, my first call and and yes to these cycles being seasons, because I would say all of those come out sometimes once a year, if I could just be honest. But then there's bigger, there's bigger, there's bigger things that are happening deeper um, that are, they're of a different setting. But anyway, yeah, my first call was obviously a long time ago and it was first inspiration um, seeing a family together and hearing her heart for her children uh, becoming each other's friends and having this time with them uh, to help them work out their natural relational issues basically not getting robbed of that gift um, by you know that compartmentalized school-aged kids friends becoming more real and relevant than their family. Mm -hmm. And that really connected with me for my own personal testimony. Um, I see that more clearly now than I did then, but it's very true. You know, Mm -hmm. I uh, just that battle between what was most real growing up and sadly um, too often for me that, you know, that siren song of popularity and being accepted trumped my faith in my family. So I really, I loved that. A way to guide and guard their hearts in an environment where I could speak truth as needed, you know? So that was that was a very big beginning. And then with further research, and I think I've shared this, um, really became convinced that scholastically, this was a really awesome opportunity for my kids. Right. It was looking down the road, you know, what is it that we really, what's the, we want the best for our kids. We want the best. And, and that's going to be different options for different families. But for those of us who have been called to homeschool that have been introduced to it, um, it's, it's quite a, quite a decision. Yeah, it really is. And who knew, um, I could say at this, at this point, who knew that that call was so much for my own heart. And I think that's what I want to communicate as we talk. Um, yes, we want the best for our kids. And if he's called us to that, we're going to do it the best that we can. But being aware of what he's doing with our own heart, using homeschooling and mom motherhood, is pretty important. Absolutely. So in that call, you know, as you um, are exploring homeschooling and you're, you're exploring curriculum and, um, but you're really excited because this is like, it's yeah. a new project and you're thinking, oh my goodness, you know, he's put this in my hands. This is going to be so great. And you, you set up your classroom, <laughs> whatever that is, as you start. And, and, yeah. and there's just this level of excitement and all, and all that time you're thinking about, you know, um, w- well, you may not be thinking about it yet, but at some point in time, you're thinking, you know, where, where's, what's the goal, right? What's the goal and in, in my end game here? Um, and, and, and what are you doing in the meantime, Amy, to prepare um, as you think about those things? 
Yeah. Um, I As I pondered this, I really can see that my initial end goal and my end goal now really is the same um, that I, I want. I wanted to um, have an environment for my kids, their hearts to grow, who they really were to be able to be nurtured um, and not stolen. And I wanted, um, I wanted them to learn, you know, I wanted them, my, my idea of education, that end goal has grown over the years, but the initial goal of it was there. And um, I think there is a lot that can happen in between that the end goal, you see it, but then you're living this whole life in this environment with your children. And so other things can kind of sneak in that I think it's important to guard against as far as our own personal identity. And and I think that comes, you know, with that stage of, of doubt that we've talked about. And I do want to get there, but I, I don't, I want to remember back for just a little bit when, you know, when I started homeschooling and I felt like I was putting on the armor of God, like, I felt like I was really wearing God's armor and that he had charged me to go forward. I had this vision for my family, just like you said, um, that we were going to be more connected, that our values were going to be turned inward toward each other, not outward toward the world. Um, And and I think that you used some words um, when I remember your original uh, message, and that was, you know, that goal of being sanctified and set apart. Yeah. Those were some important words. They, they, they. When you use those words, that struck me. Mm. Yeah, and that uh, that is so in my heart, but it, it can be challenged. And um, so, being sanctified and set apart. Well, we can talk about that later. But for what you know, that's what we're that's talking right. about. That's now. what. That's uh, right. So let's okay. Uh, so let's let's talk yeah. about that later. But let's go to. After this initial cycle, and and sometimes this happens within a year. Sometimes it happens for a couple of years. You're totally supercharged, um, and and then, but then some doubt creeps in. So, Amy, let's really focus on this doubt for a little bit because I think that this is a dangerous cycle for our families, and I think it's that's where I said I want this conversation to be really real um, because I experienced it. Um, so if you don't mind, I'm going to just share some of the very specific doubts that went through my mind. You've already mentioned one and, and that one was, you know, am I equipped? Am I good enough for this? Um, yeah. do I know what I'm doing? Um, the answer was no at the, at first, but you know, it, it, it comes with great support. It comes with great prayer and we'll get on to prayer later, but some of the other things that happened to me, and again, these are cycles, right? So it didn't happen right away. One of them was, you know, I would be at dinner with friends whose kids were, you know, um, at at public schools or parochial schools, and they're very young, and they're talking about, oh, we're doing all these pre-algebraic concepts, and I'm like, well, we're not yeah. doing that. We're still on our math facts, you know. <laughs> so, right. so am I doing something wrong? They're ahead of my child, but you know, um, so so that was one, and of course the answer was no. I'm doing it all right, um, but it takes a while <laughs> to get back there. Um, another yeah. one of the doubts that that always that really hit me um, a lot was you're not worth anything unless you're contributing financially to your family. Like, oh yeah, you know, um, you have to be earning money and you have to have um, titles after your name. Um, what do you mean? You know, you stay home with the kids. I could never do that. Like that's I heard that from my my you know acquaintances and friends and 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 so that kind of diminishes you in a little bit. Yeah, um, if you're 
but you got to put that armor back on. Um, there's another one. Um, and, and it's, it's within the church, right? Amy, uh-huh. have you experienced any of that? Well, I would say I, I sadly believe that my, um, my family has inadvertently put that on other people, you know, mm. um, that's kind of late to understand, but you can, um, you can have this perfect looking family mm. and in hindsight, I see how often that that bred insecurity in those around me. And, um, my insecurities, I would say, besides just some of these obvious ones, came later. Mm. My, you know, mine is later. And so we can come to that. But I just want to address that very real battle of moving on, continuing on when you feel like your family portrait um, doesn't measure up to someone else's family portrait. Oh, wow. And I think that's a really big deal. And um, I'm late to kind of have some understanding of that. And I, um, yeah, I and just. I think it's very yeah. real because even within the church, yeah. you know, um, are we spending time comparing ourselves to the vision that we think another family is? I think that's really, right. really valid, Amy. Yeah. And um, yeah. I remember. Um, you know, when the kids were young, we had all four of them in the pew at church and um, yeah. they were very, mine were very, very dutiful and people would come over mm-hmm. and compliment us. And, and I would say, yes, but you don't know what's going on at the <laughs> level of the seat and how far mom's hands can reach to keep that kid you know, <laughs> um, in line. You don't see, you don't see the lower half of the pew. You're just looking at the heads over the top of the seat. <laughs> You know, and, and so, but you're right. I mean, we can inadvertently, not intentionally, you know, do that to each other and to ourselves. Because again, we have that moment of doubt where we're looking outside of our Mm -hmm. own mission and of our own family to say, wait, do I, do I measure up? Yeah. Yeah. And mine, mine came as well with my, you know, the different paths as far as, are they going to college? Are they not going to college? As far as homeschooling, right. that is definitely a litmus test how how you're doing. And so there are lots of ways that doubt can creep in and that we get that choice to um, stand on something firmer. And every time that, you know, this doubt creeps in, it's all to me about navigating, you know, how to be in the world and not of it. Yeah. Um, that is yes. huge for me. Yeah. Um. I wanted to, um, I'm going to put this here, Carrie, um, uh, on this note of doubt. I, I wanted to fast forward. It's so hard for me to, to go back and, and remember everything in those moments. But my heart is, I want to fast forward a little bit. Yes, please. Uh, to the success and failure, enduring with purpose. You know, lots of, there's lots of story to these 27 years. <laughs> Now, my kids marrying, giving me, like you said, these beautiful grandbabies, my family portrait getting more and more impressive. And so in my heart, what I want to communicate is that my kids became a calling card for me as a homeschool mom. Hmm. Now, others might not like challenges come at different times for different people, you know. 
kickback from kids at different times, rejection and pain Mm -hmm. is very real in the home. And, you know, as moms, we're sort of, we're already at risk because our heart is completely out there. This is our whole life we're investing. And then you're going to homeschool on top of that, which means now your your career and identity is connected to your kids. Yes. Even more, which puts pressure on us and them in a way that I think it takes a while to understand. Mm -hmm. And so um, as that kind of piled up for me, it validated me in a way that was so beautiful Mm -hmm. and it seemed harmless. But now I see it's a little bit flawed and and incomplete, if that makes sense. So I've been pondering the different ways the Lord goes after our heart. and. To be raw and real, I believe the Lord's allowed some circumstances in my own life just to reveal this place that made my family an idol to me. And that place of honor, um, a little bit something I felt I was entitled to. And um, it's so humbling because I've talked about, I've talked about, you know, just know your position. I've said that message. I've said that message to you before. Mm -hmm. and, And I believe it. But my position wasn't quite deep enough. It wasn't that full picture of love that Jesus wanted me to grasp. My position is a daughter first. And so that allows me to go low and to serve and um, even to be a doormat if I know who I am. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, if I know who I am, that's just the scripture. Jesus knew who he was, so he was able to go low. And so I think um, I'm just thankful for these trials that have sort of woken me up to this and Mm -hmm. hopefully given me some compassion for, for moms with all kinds of trials that are so hard. And yeah, be in the right position, but sometimes we're powerless except for prayer that mm-hmm. that heaven will move earth on behalf of our children, on behalf of us. And um, yeah, I just wanted to pass that on. This no, Roman- that's beautiful because yeah. what, you're, what you're giving everyone a vision of is the exit from that cycle of doubt. And, yes. and realizing, yeah. like you said, your position, your place, your true position and place is as a daughter of God. Yeah. And and that enables everything else to fall away. Now, you know, it is a cycle. So uh-huh. so let's pretend we're in that um that that cycle of what I call just for me it was I just felt uh, you know re-energized but resolute. I felt um fulfilled when I would come out of that that moment of doubt and it took exactly yeah. what you just said. The one word uh-huh. you just said was prayer. Uh-huh. And and that is I, I it it maybe it's antiquated but it that's what it is. It's what it is it, on our knees. You know. It's yeah. And boy, when you're the when you're the parent of adults, I'm telling you you're on your knees a whole lot more. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, it's So yes, talk to us about that relationship of prayer, Amy, and how important that is. Well, It's everything because it's my connection to God Almighty, you know, and so I've noticed like you can, I can say I believe these things and when my 
my kids are all lined up in a row at the restaurant, like you said, <laughs> and everyone admires them. And somebody pays our bill because they're so thankful for oh, a family wow. like that. You know, it can kind of go to your head and you can get out of this faith and who these kids are for. They're not for me. They're mm-hmm. not to make me look good. Right. They are literally made by him and for him. And they're power packed. I mean, they have so much in them and so much purpose that goes way beyond making my portrait look good. Mm-hmm. And um, so when we're powerless to make it happen with our words, and as a mom, <laughs> I may not be the only one that you kind of get used to to just telling them how it is and then you think they are listening all the time and just going to obey well at some point they shouldn't take my word for it they've got to take the lord's word for it and they're going to have their own trials and they do and um there's a cutting off that has to happen and it's painful mm-hmm. but necessary mm-hmm. and um, so I think that thing of of prayer and then and getting to that place of him answering, um, I've shared this cycle before. It's just I'm further down the road now into new um, levels of trusting him um, that make it uh, I am so excited to see how he's going to answer these prayers because I know I can't do it. And I don't even know what the answer should be all the time, whereas I used to think I did. Right, right. If that and, makes sense. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because we, we come to prayer sometimes with a, a presumptive attitude almost, which is oh, yeah. not what we're oh, supposed to do. Lord. We're supposed to empty ourselves. <laughs> um, but, you know, prayer yeah. itself is its own cycle. Um, prayer has its own, its own rhythm. Um, and it has a habit that we have to form. Um, I've always said it's not one and done. Um, you know, right. and and so this and even of itself in this, you know, when we come back out of areas of doubt and we've recommitted ourselves and we are re-energized and we've recommitted ourselves to prayer, this is a constant cycle. I mean, moms cannot expect that, you know, we're on our knees one night and the next day is going to go perfect. Um, right. Doesn't really work that way. But and so I would ask moms to, <clears throat> you know, in these stages. um. Allow yourself the grace that you automatically allow others. You know, mm-hmm. we, we so quickly forgive others and give others grace and, and want to understand what they're going through. We'll do the same thing for yourself um, yeah. and, and do that, you know, do that through prayer. Um, you had said something um, once to me about, um, and it was just a few words, and it was about applause of the one. What did uh-huh. you mean by that, Amy? Um, yeah, I can get into the habit of, um, I, I, you start with the applause of one, I feel like often, right? Uh, That call to homeschooling is that applause of one, but as things grow, uh, you can, you can start to appreciate the applause of more. And, um, if there is seeming rejection or pain or it seems like you're not being understood in whatever position you know this could be at work it could be just in your family at home mm-hmm. it could be in in church settings there's just any setting it could be um 
am I okay with when I know who I am going ahead and serving and letting there be seasons of rejection and misunderstanding, um, but knowing I am pleasing him mm-hmm. because I've sorted it out at home. I've, I've let him search my heart and I'm going by faith. And, and I think that was part of the, the initiation of, of that talk that, that um, you read was, do we persevere in all seasons? Mm-hmm. And when we're, when we're having some kickback about whether we should keep doing this or not, are we going to push through and and do it? And that makes us go to prayer, uh, which is what he wants us to do. Right. You know, he wants hearts, and that that's the point of it anyway. So if it's that that drives us to him, praise God, right. and he answers again. And so then we have that confidence that mm-hmm. he is watching, and uh, we can do these things by faith without the applause. And I think that's, it's that confidence and you put, you use that word very, very um, aptly. And it's that confidence that I called, you know, my stage of being resolute again. Um, Yeah. You know, I just, I was firmly grounded again. And it's not that these cycles didn't continue to happen. Like you said that early on, it it might be a cycle all within one year. Um, It might be a cycle that happens over, you know, three to five years. Um, right. You know, where we, we've got great energy, we're so excited, but wait a second, something comes in, we are either doubting or we're taking our eyes off of the applause of the one, which is the Lord, and mm. bringing it back to ourselves, you know, make, thinking that we are fulfilled in who we are, our identity is our children, um, and right. then we come right back through and we pray and we're on our knees, um, and you're right, it's that that doubt, that struggle, that that uncomfortable that brings us back to our knees and therefore, praise God, brings us back yeah. to Him, right? Yeah. So right. He uses these cycles so, so beautifully for all of us. But I think my important message today is here to make sure that our homeschoolers know that no matter what your cycle looks like, we're all doing it. Um, right. And, and we're all in it together. And, and we want to share that in a way that is that is meaningful for our homeschoolers, um, whether they're new or whether they're, they're mm-hmm. you know, 13 years in and, and they're exactly. ready to throw the talent and they're exhausted and they just don't know that they can do it, you know, um, anymore. So, you know, in, in prayer, we have this vertical relationship. And when that is so strong, you know, then we can create that horizontal relationship and minister also to those around us and lift up yeah. other homeschoolers around us. And I think, you know, maybe that's where we are today, Amy. Maybe that's where you and I are sitting today in that we want to yeah. lift up the other homeschoolers around us. So um, what, what else is, is in this stage where you are, um, you've recommitted, you are, you know, back in the fold of God, you know, what are some other things that we experience in these stages? Well, um, one of the original um, calls of this being sanctified and set apart, I think we had talked about um, Luke 8.15, mm-hmm. um, but the seeds on good soil are those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, cling to it, and by per- persevering, produce a crop. And that has been freshly uh, spoken to my heart again, just that we 
have, we talked about a body of work over, over the years mm-hmm. that is, um, that is incomplete. It's imperfect, but what we've done by faith, um, the Lord honors, I believe, and we can pray over those seeds. And so my prayer now, you know, for this body of work, so to speak, that I have and that I'm continuing to do, it, 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 it helps me pray over my previous work and it helps guide my current work that I am guarding my own heart so uh, his word will will stay there and bear fruit. I'm praying over my children's hearts mm-hmm. that any weeds that are there as they listen to the to the father that he will help them maintain their heart that those seeds that have been planted by me or by others through the word um, will bear fruit in their heart and that they'll continue to let seeds be planted and that I will not, um, add to his word or um, put my own self in my current kids or in the, the kids that I'm around in my co-op or the moms, just that I will let him guide my my mouth so I'm in agreement and partnering with him for the long term, for his glory, not for mine. And I think <laughs> that is the biggest miracle um, for my own heart is to really see that shift start to happen mm-hmm. where I am able to go low and be filled with joy because of his love over me and it not be so much about what I'm building or what I have built or what I will build, but what is he building and how can I be with him in it? Right. Oh, how beautifully yeah. said. And and okay. not it just about what is he building because we have to remember to cycle back and turn that back over to him. Just continue to turn exactly. it back over to him. Oh my goodness, mothers are control freaks. Um, but when we um turn it back over to him to realize what he is building has a longer vision than what we could ever have as mothers. You know, yeah. He sees the whole picture. We uh, just see it in slices, in years, uh, in moments. And some of those moments can be really painful. I mean, you and I have talked about when we have these adult children now and they make a decision we think is just, you know, outside of what we expected, right? Outside right. of what we thought we built. That's painful. Mm-hmm. But again, we have to fall back into prayer and fall back into his vision his long-term right. vision and not our own. Yeah. Well, I love, you know, over my house, when you walk in the front door is Psalms 127.1. Unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so true. And I, I so appreciate the steadfast love of the Lord with me as I've gone through these cycles so imperfectly with my kids. I've I've made myself too important or I've been too insecure. You know, they've had to navigate both sides of, of Amy and um, he's bringing it. He's growing me, you know, he's got so much patience with me. So why wouldn't I have patience with them and also realize if I saw my own life so imperfectly, I'm going to see so, like you said, so limitedly uh, 
what he's doing with my kids and who knows where he's taking them. Thank, thank the Lord that they are going beyond me and, um, We'll have eyes to see and understand it all later, but they are all living, breathing, active souls that love the Lord. And so take them, go, you know, may these arrows fly far and not have to reflect me, but reflect him. And that's part of the pain, I think, is. I still want some of that reflection. (laughs) (laughs) We're still battling that, aren't we? (laughs) And I told you this would be real. This would be very honest. (laughs) Yeah, but I still love, I celebrate. I love the cycles of the Lord in my heart. When I get to that, I can truly celebrate it. So then Mm -hmm. the next time I have a cycle of pain, I know I'll get through this. And he's going to, you know, he's going to give me that oil that I need um, for this seeming wound. Sometimes it's not even an actual wound, but it feels like a wound. Mm -hmm. Well, if we go back and we talk about, you know, that that beginning cycle of excitement, again, that can happen at many stages and and many times um, throughout homeschooling years. You know, that, that, that great excitement, you know, the, the next stage of, of doubt in yourself, doubt in what you're doing. Um, there was something that you said that I want to share with everybody. And it was just on a phone conversation. She said that, and I said, wait, I got to write this down. And it was, <laughs> and it's the final encouragement I want to give everybody. And it's from Amy. And I'm going to use your words. It was, don't give up when the bells and whistles stop going off <laughs> or stop ringing, I think is what she said. Don't give up when the bells and whistles stop ringing. Um, uh, and that's what yeah. I want people to hear today is don't give up. Those bells and whistles might stop ringing for a little while, and there may be um, some time of exhaustion or doubt, or you, there's a next homeschooling hurdle you're not sure that you can um, reach. You know, maybe that's maybe that's middle school, maybe that's high school, maybe it's it's um, you know the the just the dynamics of your family and how the world around you is changing as well. Don't give up. Yeah. You know, buckle into prayer. Um, and keep that rhythm of prayer and and know yeah. that the Lord will he will answer and and empty yourself for him. Amen. Amy, thank you for today. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for opening your heart and your home and your stories and and your insecurities and 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 your triumphs um, with us. And I, I love that and I and I welcome our homeschoolers to share that with each other all the time and hope that our homeschoolers will connect and continue to do so. Amy, God bless you and your family. Yes, you too, Carrie. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Homeschool Journal. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you get your podcasts. If you like our episodes, consider leaving us a positive review and sharing it with a friend. Help us to find more friends to join our homeschool family. I want to give a huge thank you to the Memoria Press Podcast Network for hosting our show and ask that you check out all of our great podcasts there. As always, I'm Carrie McGraw. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Memoria Press Podcast Network, providing a classical Christian perspective on the world of education. To learn more about Memoria Press, visit memoriapress.com. To connect with us, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.